Hi there, this is Pastor Ronnie Allen here at Omega Church. I'd like to welcome you to our podcast. If this is your first time listening, we want to say thank you for joining us. We hope this message equips you to follow God's voice. We believe that if you're searching, today your search is over. Thanks for being with us and enjoy. Glory to God, glory to God. It's about time that God's people not only be initially filled with the Holy Spirit, but they overflow. If you haven't prayed in tongues in a long time, and you, you say, well, I got, I got the, I, you know, Zona used to think when she got filled with the Holy Spirit when she was a teenager, she thought it was, that, that her and her twin sister thought it was just for special occasions. No, this is your, this is, this is your everyday life. Glory to God. Turn to your neighbor and say, ain't no sense of being down. Glory to God. You got, you got the fountain of life on the inside of you. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Glory to God. And if, our, if there's ever a generation that needs what I'm talking about, it's this one right here. If you've never been baptized in the Holy Spirit, you need to get baptized. How, how do you do that? Jesus, fill me with the same Spirit that raised you from the dead. If you'll really mean that, He'll fill you up. Let Him have control of your mouth and your tongue. That's your number one problem anyway. Okay? You're trying to live life without Him controlling your mouth and your tongue. And, and then when you pray, it, it, people get shook up about praying and, you know, speaking in tongues. Speaking in tongues is a language between you and God. It ain't a language for everybody else. Are you following me? And nobody's going to try to make you speak in tongues. You know that God himself won't even make you speak in tongues. The Bible says that he gave, the Spirit gave utterance, and they, they spoke in tongues. Who spoke in tongues? They did. Who gave the utterance? The Holy Spirit. Okay? You have to, you have to yield to that. And it's not an emotion. It affects your emotions. Okay? That's your, don't make that mistake. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we worship you. We praise you. We welcome your presence. You are here. Glory be to God. You're able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think. According to your spirit, your power that works within us. Glory be to God. Father, we give you the praise and the thanksgiving this morning for being here with us as we've gathered together in the name of Jesus. Now, Father, I thank you right now that every person here in this auditorium, through the sound of my voice that may be viewing on live stream somewhere, Father, I thank you. You know no distance. Your spirit is stirring and moving upon the voidness of this generation. Glory to God. And you're speaking. And light's going to shine forth out of this darkness. Glory to God. We give you praise and thanksgiving. Jesus' name, Jesus' name, Jesus' name, Jesus' name. Amen. 
Glory to God. You may be seated. Glory to God. I'm, we're doing things a little bit different. I get up here twice. You say, dear Jesus, we ever going to get out today? I heard some of you. All right. I want to uh, get ready here in just a moment. We're going to receive the tithes and offerings. Before we do so, I want to give you a couple of special announcements. Now, there are announcements on our website. You've got these other announcements. You've got some things that you have questions about or uh, you need uh, the results of the, uh, you know, our calendar, stuff like that, of events. You can go to those that are in the lobby. Of course, you can always go to our website. I want to emphasize again, our website is going to be increasingly, listen very carefully, increasingly important. Okay? Um, on Wednesday nights, we have been taking a series from wall builders called Biblical Citizenship. We just had our fourth session. We'll move into our fifth session on Wednesday night. If you haven't been viewing that, you need to go back and view that. I am going to tell you that we've been live streaming it, but as of last Wednesday, we can no longer live stream that portion on Wednesday night through YouTube. And uh, it will be available, of course, by the website. Uh, it will be available at... As of now, it's still available on, on uh, Facebook and Rumble. But you can always go to the website. Everybody say website. Website. What is the website? Omegachurch.com. Very simple. Omegachurch.com. Go there because you're going to need it. Now listen very carefully. This biblical citizenship should not be just for those of us that have gray hair. You that have any teenagers need to get them to listen to it. Be a responsible parent and quit leaving the education of your children up to some knothead. That went over real big, but I don't care. It's the truth. You've got to get them to listen. They're going to find out things that I didn't even know being raised up in high school and going, getting a public education, some of these things were obscure. Now they're completely banished. That's why we were banished off of YouTube, really. Because they don't want you to know what it means to be a Christian American. Notice what I said. They are afraid of Christian Americans. So go, go on Wednesday night if you can't be here. If you can be here, you need to be here. And you need to be taking notes. Wake up. Education's important. The Bible education. Okay, Bible education. By the way, I'm going to point this out, throw this out here, and you can... Y'all do know that you can take or leave anything I say. If you're smart, you'll take it. The highest form of education is a biblical one. If you don't have a biblical education, you may have a degree on the wall, but it just means you're an educated fool. You think I'm kidding? That's what the Bible says. The fool says there is no God. That's what higher education teaches you. There is no God. 
So you got a plaque on a wall that says, I'm an educated fool. Woo, man, hallelujah. Y'all are going to wish you didn't have me up here twice. Make sure you take care of that. Second thing, special announcement, is if you are not registered to vote, you need to get registered. Next Sunday will be the last time you can do that before this election. If you have moved since the last election, you must re-register. Okay? Do not assume anything. Okay? It's amazing to me how many dead people vote. Okay? So do not take this for granted. And we have a couple in the, in, that's in, in the lobby. Uh, Hector and Jeannie Melendez will help you to register to vote today. Do not put this off. And listen carefully. I shame you if you don't vote. You say, Pastor Ronnie, I hope you have so much guilt that it rides you right to the next election if you don't vote. Okay? So get registered to vote. You have an opportunity today to be a true Christian American. Okay? You that are viewing by live stream, look at me. Look at me. Okay? If you're not registered to vote, you only have about a week to get registered to vote, and you need to vote. And God's going to hold us all responsible for what happens in this nation, in this generation, if we do not take our rightful place as the body of Christ. So you need to get registered to vote. I am going to throw my part in here right now and then vote Bible. Everybody say, vote Bible. Okay, you cannot vote your local acquaintance. You had to vote Bible. Maybe I should have taken the offering up first. <laughs> but uh, I want to thank, Zona and I want to thank all of those that are tithers and givers here at Omega Church. You've, you've, uh, you've been very generous. We want to say thank you. Uh, you could contribute to any other ministry or any other activity, but you chose to invest here. And the God of all sufficiency is going to supply your needs. All that we can say is thank you for believing in what we, we teach and preach here. Uh, so I want to give you a verse of Scripture. It's found in 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse number 9. Can you pull that up there? And I'll read it out of the King James. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that you, that you, through his poverty, might be rich. I think one translation says it, that you may be abundantly supplied. I like it out of the uh, Amplified Classic puts it like this, though he was so very rich, yet for your sakes he became so very poor that you through his poverty might be enriched, abundantly supplied. Now, here's 
the thing, when did Jesus become poor? Some people think that he became poor when he left heaven and came to the earth. That's not, tr that's not true because why would he have to have a treasury that kept a treasurer who kept stealing from him and he still had all his needs supplied and the ministry supply needs supplied? Somebody still kept thieving from it. Why would he do it? He had more than enough. Are you following me? So when did he become poor? He became poor on the cross. How did he become poor? He became stripped of everything, all of his possessions, even his clothing. Beat to a pulp, hung there on the, on the tree, not only to take your sin, your misdeeds, but also the results of those misdeeds, such as poverty, sickness, and spiritual death. And Jesus took that, nailing it to the tree, so that you might have his righteousness, peace, joy, health, wisdom, wealth, everything that we lacked, Jesus paid the price so that we could have his. Are you following me? So prosperity to the believer is God's prosperity that was paid for to give to you and I. Are you following that? That's very important. So our wealth is not dependent, listen very carefully, on government handouts. Okay? I am not here condemning anybody who gets any help. But I am telling you right now, if you're going to be dependent on that, you're going to be just barely, barely, barely going to make it. You that are on strictly on Social Security, better make, make sure you hear what I'm saying. They're going to give you enough to just barely make it. Okay? So you'll be dependent on them. My wealth is not dependent on that. My wealth is dependent on what Jesus paid for. And I like that phrase because we're going to go into that teaching today. This whole month is about grace. For you know the grace. I get that. You know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. And the grace of God. Okay? You, you don't earn this. You receive it, by, listen carefully, by following his influence. Did you hear me? How many of you ever made a financial mistake? Rest of you, if you don't raise your hand, you really made a mistake. Okay? Is God, is God not going to operate His grace? Yes, He's going to operate His grace. He's going to allow you to be taught. Okay? So you don't make that mistake again. Turn to your neighbor and say, I don't have to be a financial fool. 
Wow, you said that with enthusiasm. I'm giving you a chance to preach to the person next to you, and you act like you're, you, come on. All right. I don't have to be a financial fool. And if I am dependent on anything other than God, I become a financial fool. And I will wind up, listen carefully, this is what I'll wind up doing. I'll wind up compromising my beliefs in order for somebody else to supply my need other than God. Are you following me? Financial freedom is not how much money you have in the bank. Financial freedom has to do with who you trust to help you supply your needs. And the more you're dependent on government, the more you're going to compromise in order to get your needs met. Are you following? So we know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ that though he was rich, yet for our sakes he became poor, that we through his poverty might be rich. Say this with me out loud. Jesus has freed me from poverty. Poverty is a spirit. And I've been freed from a spirit of poverty. I am a prosperous person. Glory to God. Glory to God. And it's not how much money you make. It's how much you trust God with what you do get in your hands. That's why we give you an opportunity to return your tithe and offering. We're going to pray, and as we do, you can bring it up here. Of course, you don't have to bring it up here. If you've given online, I encourage you to come up here and touch the bucket. That is just a significance of a point of contact that you believe in what you have done. Uh, you can give through uh, online. You can give various ways, all right? So I'm just going to encourage you while I'm praying. How many of you know that you can pray and still walk? How many of you know you can pray and drive? If San Antonio, if you don't pray and drive, glory to God. All right. So while I'm praying, you can come up here and touch the bucket or return your tithe. Father, we give you praise. We give you thanksgiving. Jesus, you paid the ultimate price. Not only to forgive us of our sins, but to deliver us from the spirit of poverty. Father, I thank you right now those of us who trust you, put your kingdom first and your righteousness, you promised you'd add all this other stuff to us. Now, Father, if there's someone in a financial dilemma today as they put their trust in what Jesus has done at the cross, I thank you, Father, right now you will make a way where there is no way. You'll open doors that no man can open. And you'll shut the doors that no man can close. Father, I thank you right now. Glory to God. We don't have to compromise to increase. You're the one who gives the increase. We sow, you give the increase, and then you give us the opportunity to reap. We give you praise and thanksgiving. You're holy and just. 
The Lord, like David of old, said, I was young and now I'm old, old, and I have never seen the righteous forsaken or their seed begging bread. We give you the praise for it in Jesus' name. Everybody that's a believer that believes what I just said, say a hearty amen. amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. At this time, we're going to dismiss our 180, which is our youth ministry, to go into their uh, small groups. And this whole month, we're going to be teaching on grace. They're going to be hearing about grace. They're going to be discussing it and talking about it, answering questions. I don't give you a, a, an opportunity to answer questions because uh, I know your questions. <laughs> I'm teasing you. Glory to God. God's good and merciful. I think that I need to give you some. I'm going to take this from a different aspect. We're going to talk about grace. The title of today is called Grace, the Influence of God. A number of years ago, I heard Pastor Zona make this. She was teaching on the grace of God. She looked up this definition and it was defined in the Greek lexicon, divine influence upon the heart and the reflection of that influence in the life. So many people think that grace alone, listen carefully, I don't want to get, I want to make, we're going to get into the definitions. This is really an introduction. They think grace alone is favor. It includes favor, but it's even bigger than just favor alone. Okay. Uh, some people think grace is uh, loving kindness, and it is loving kindness, but it is broader than just loving kindness in the sense that we understand loving kindness. It's a lot broader. When she made that statement to me, and she read that to me, I said, that is the definition that I have been looking for. I know Charles Capps used to put it like this, that the grace of God is God's willingness. It includes God's willingness, absolutely. And he, God used him to uh, give that layer. But I believe this layer is encompassing of all the other layers of favor, of willingness, of loving kindness. When we say a person is of grace, we, we talk about they're such a graceful person. That means they're very smooth. And it includes all of those things. But in a broader sense, to encompass all of that, we're going to use this definition. The divine influence upon the heart. And the reflection of that influence in the life. I'll say it another way. I'm going to add this to it. The reflection of the influence in the lifestyle. There's a lot of people hear about grace, but don't walk in grace. Titus chapter 2 verse 8, which we won't turn there today, but it says the grace of God teaches you. So that would have to mean that the influence of God will teach you. What will it teach you to do? To live righteously. Everybody say right. 
Well, only about half of y'all said that. Everybody say right. right. There's right living, there's wrong living, and that's absolute. See, our generation is not used to hearing that. It teaches you to live righteously, soberly, listen carefully, not in the hereafter, but right here, right now, in this world system. And a lot of God's people think that all that is necessary, listen very carefully, we've kind of made it a little, uh, how would I say, shallow. That's the best word I can come up with. To say that being born again or getting saved is all I have to do is to repeat in a prayer that Jesus is Lord. But there are a lot of people that show up to what we call, quote, church that has not made Jesus Lord. They've made their flesh, their own agenda, Lord. Okay? The Bible talks about Jesus being Lord. You believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, but then you declare Jesus is Lord. What does that mean? He's the boss. Everybody say that with me. Jesus is the boss. And we can say it another way. His word is final authority. It takes all the guesswork out of it. If God said it, he meant it, and I'm to do it. I don't reinvent the wheel. I don't tell God what I'm going to do and then demand he bless it. That's what's going on in our churches. In fact, I can put, listen carefully, I can put my hand on your head, pray, pray a prayer, and rub all the hair off your head. And that doesn't mean you're blessed just because I did that. And don't misunderstand me. There is an impartation of blessing with the laying on of hands if the Word of God is spoken simultaneously. And if the person that is having hands laid upon them believes what is being said. Are you, are you understanding what I'm saying? Oh, well, let's go to our theme verse. I know you, you need me to move on. Our theme verse is found in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse number 10. By the way, I'm only going to go to two places, two verses in the Bible today. Okay, this is our theme verse for the month of October. Paul says here, he's the writer of it, and he says, but by the grace of God, I am what I am. By what? By the grace of God, I am what I am. Now, Paul, the apostle, wrote two-thirds of the New Testament. He gave revelation of salvation of Jesus Christ to the Gentiles. And he says, I am an apostle... And I'm doing this by the grace of God. I am an apostle by the grace of God. Now, if we use our definition, 
of influence upon the heart and the reflection, divine influence upon the heart and the reflection of that in your life or your lifestyle, we understand that Paul was saying, I'm only an apostle. I'm only doing what I'm doing by going to the Gentiles because of the influence of God upon my heart. I did not appoint myself. I did not take upon a good desire by wanting to be in this position. The influence of God upon my heart is what made me what I am. Are you understanding? We could say it another way. Let's put it in this category. It is the influence of God that heals you. Medical science can't guarantee your healing. Pay attention right here. Medical science cannot guarantee your healing. But the influence of God upon your heart is reflected in your body to make you healed. Are you following what I'm saying? Glory to God. Man. Rich stuff right here. He said, By the grace of God I am what I am. And His grace which was bestowed upon me was not in vain. There are some people that the grace of God has influenced them, but it's been in vain because they didn't pursue the influence. Are you following? Okay. And he said, because of that, I labor more abundantly than any other apostle. And I put that in there. Than they all. Yet not I. It wasn't me that was doing the labor. But the grace, the influence of God, which was with me, is what caused the labor to be done. Be, be done. Are, are you hearing that? I had somebody ask me recently. Well, I've had people ask me a lot. In fact, Sona just had somebody ask her yesterday. It, 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 they came when they were in the third grade to, to church here. And they asked Zona, and I wasn't right with her right there, and they asked, is, it, is, is, he still, is he still pastor there? I've had people ask me, well, when are you going to retire? It's like, like some of you trying to get rid of me. <laughs> now listen very carefully. My position may change, but my calling is a lifetime. Are you following? And until the body of Christ comprehends that, the devil is still going to eat our lunch and pop our side. Because you expect that out of somebody who stands up here. But you don't expect it for your life. You're called into the body of Christ. Your purpose is not your everyday, listen carefully, job. Your purpose is greater than that job, but it, that purpose is what causes you to be influential on that job. Well, it causes you to use your skill. Are you following? Until we comprehend that, then we're going to be thinking 
that we can retire from the calling of God. You'll never retire from the calling of God. It's the influence of God after you leave what you're doing on an everyday basis and, quote, retire economically maybe, but you're still here to be an influencer because you've been influenced. And your age doesn't have nothing to do with it. In fact, when you get a little bit older, you ought to have more influence, not less. That went really good. All right. I'm going to define something for you. We've defined this word, define in, uh, grace, by the divine influence upon the heart and the reflection of that influence upon the life or the lifestyle. Listen carefully. It goes in deeper. Just another level. I want to go right here. What is due to the grace, to grace? What, what does grace do? What is it influenced to happen? Listen carefully. What is due to grace is the spiritual condition of one governed by the, by the power of divine grace. Let me read that one more time. What does it do? What, what's do it? What, when, when you're influenced by God, what happens? When you're influenced by the Word of God, when you're influenced by the lifestyle of Jesus, when you are, it is the spiritual condition now, because of that influence, that governs your life by the power of that divine Influence or grace. Now you govern everything in your life by that influence. Everything. So if we have people, listen very carefully, I'm going to use it because we're approaching an election. And I, I knew, I knew, Pastor Ronnie, you was going to get on this. Well, I didn't want to disappoint you. Okay. We got an election approaching. This election is at a pivotal point. The United States is not united. It's divided. Just like there was a division in Israel when the children of Israel disobeyed God. God divided the kingdom. Are you listening? And there are states that have people in high places of influence from the governor on down that do a system of religion and they may go to their confessions and say, Bless me, Father, for I have sinned. And then go right outside the door and repeat it again because it has no Influence, let that just sink in on the inside of you. It's impossible for God to love anybody apart from truth. Now you think about this for a minute. Do you want people to flatter you with words that are deceitful and then still call you a friend? Or would you rather have the bluntness of truth from a friend 
than the flattering words of an enemy. If there are flattering words, then those flattering words of deceit, deceit means they are not your friend. Are you following that? Well, that's the basis upon which marriages succeed or fail. If there's no truth in the marriage, which is supposed to be our pattern in the natural sense of true love, and there is deceit there, then we don't understand love. True love is based on truth. It's not based on anything else. It's impossible for God to love anybody apart from truth. So I say it this way. Jesus is the way to the truth, which is the life he wants us to live. Now, what does this have to do? It has to do with your everyday life. It has to do with your political life. And by the way, whether or not you like it, you have a political life. And sitting down and doing nothing means you are politically neutral. And guess what? You aid and abet the enemy in neutrality. Let me give you a definition for this word, way, that is found in the... Greek, in the Greek lexicon, it's the primary word. The primary word, the primary word for this word way means a road. And by implication, a progress. Like a route. Or a route, I should say. So you'll know, not like the root of a tree, but a route. Uh, an act or a distance. Figuratively, figuratively, it means a mode or a means. I'm going to wrap these up together. They're all going to come together. A mode or means, like as in a journey, like a highway. Metaphorically, This is what it means. Are you ready? This is one I want you to get. Metaphorically, this is what this word way means. A course of conduct. Part two to that is a way as in a manner of thinking, feeling, and deciding. So Jesus says... I am the, your course of conduct in this life. I am the manner of which you should be thinking, feeling, and deciding. And it's based upon absolute truth. In other words, truth, when you, when you think of truth, it's absolutes. But we live in a society that has no absolutes. We don't have no absolutes. And our country is in a condition where there's no absolutes. Now we can kill babies after they're born. After they're born. 
It's legal, but it's not morally based on truth. How did we get here? We got here by not understanding it's not the hereafter that's got a problem. It's the nasty now and now that's got a problem. And the church has got to understand if God truly loves the world, He's going to love them with the truth. If you are influenced by God, you're saved by His influence, by His grace, then you must stand up and stand out from the status quo of a crooked and perverse generation. You have to. If you do not, then you're not influenced by God. Then you don't love the world. You're caught up with selfishness. I know that's bold. We keep electing people that are anti-God. And then we think when an election is over, our jobs are finished. No. You are their boss. I don't know about you, but every place that I've ever been employed... If I wasn't doing the job according to the stat, according to what the plan calls for, my job calls for, I was called to the office, reprimanded. Hello? Say, you won't do it this way, you're going to have to do it this way if you want to remain employed. And the church has let this by. Because the church has been focused on me, me gospel. Woo, man. Hallelujah. Getting thick in here. We got the air conditioners running, right? I'm trying to tell you something. If we're going to take our nation back and enjoy the freedoms that were fought for, bled for, and died for, you're going to have to understand the Word of God has to be the number one influence of our nation. Amen. We've deviated from it, and because we've deviated from it, it's not only affected our nation, uh, those leaders that are in office, but it's affected the culture and even the attitude in the body of Christ. You need to be reading your Bible daily. For in there is the influence of God in every area of your life. But this has been the attitude. The preacher is supposed to do all the studying, and he's supposed to do all the praying, and he's supposed to tell us what the Word of God says. That's a lazy excuse to avoid the truth. Because then the preacher gets up here and feels pressured that if I don't preach what the itching ears want to hear, they're not going to support the ministry. Oh, man. I'm telling you this so you help me share it with somebody else. God is waking up the church. He said, awake unto righteousness. Awake unto righteousness. What's gone on in our society is because we've been asleep. 
What's happened the last two years, if you would have any sense of, don't believe the main news media. Get, get your resources and verify who you're listening to. Pastor Zona taught Wednesday on who's knocking on your door. Whoever you open that door to is who you invite in to influence your life. They get a hold of your thoughts, your attitudes. You, who's knocking on your door? Jesus said, I'm standing at the door and I'm knocking. If any man will open the door, I will come and sup with him. What's he going to, what do you mean sup? He's going to sit down and fellowship with you over his word to give you his way of thinking, his way of feeling, and his way of deciding. Amen. We need to decide we want righteousness in these offices that have actually plagued our generation with deceit. Crying shame. They had to preach this. He said, Pastor Ronnie, you mad at me? No, what I'm trying to... I'm <laughs> mad at you. I'm a, I'm, well, I'll put it this way. I'm an alarmist. Do you don't think that it was the influence of God to get a hold of a prophet named Jeremiah and what he had to say to a nation? He said, if you don't do this, you're going to go into captivity. If you don't change this course, you're going to go into captivity. And he's referred to as the weeping prophet. Why? Because everything he said, he said, dear God, I don't, want to, I don't want to get up there and tell them this. And God says, listen, I don't want you looking at their faces when you talk. Because they ain't going to like what you got to say. But he said, that's my influence. That was just as much the influence of God as someone coming over there, you poor little thing, you. God loves you. God loves you. And then don't deal with them in truth, you big hypocrite. You're playing the same deceit games that the world is playing. And God's bringing righteousness back and you have to decide. You have got to decide. This is no more middle of the road. You're either on the right side or you're on the left side of God. I think it's interesting in America that we got the right politically and we got the left politically. The goats go on the left. The sheep go on the right. Yes. Well, that went really big. I thought I had to explain that so you don't get confused. I'm going to, I want to let you know something right here. You need to be diligent on where these candidates stand in every office. I don't care if it's a dog catcher that you're going to have to elect. For them to catch, your, catch the stray dogs, if, you got, if that's an elected office, you better know where they stand. As for me, I'm saying for me, I've examined the two major political parties, their platforms. I am not, listen carefully, a Democrat or a Republican. I am a Christian. 
who believes the Bible. And I see that the platforms, one is really goofy. And one of them halfway, halfway leans towards God. At least they acknowledge God. And I still have to scrutinize everyone that's running for office under that one. I got one state office that I'm wavering on voting for a libertarian. So just let you know, I scrutinize. Here's my point. You've got to understand this. If you don't, God's going to hold this generation and the body of Christ responsible. That we are in the course of history. And you say, well, how does it, Brother Ronnie, I'm I, I just trying to make a living. That's the problem. If you had the right people in office, you wouldn't have to try to make a living. Your efforts would not be futile. But because you've got politicians that have sold out, guess what? They've sold out for their selfish life. Let me give you an example. And I'll close with this and uh, God's answering your prayer. Do you know Mr. Dr. Valchi, who's supposed to be impartial? Do you know how much money he made in the last two years of the, in the pandemic? Five million dollars. That was not his salary. Five million dollars. Well, what do you suppose he made it on? I mean, two plus two equals four to me. We've got politicians now where there's been a bill that was brought up where they couldn't have inside information to go to the stock market. Do you know that this present speaker shot that down? I wonder why. Let's see. Her husband made what? They made how many million? They're worth 300 million now. I'm just telling you that you've got to wake up. The love of money is the root of all evil. I didn't say money was. I said the love of it. They have sold us out. When you have a president that's taking from our strategic petroleum reserves and selling them to China and won't let us produce to our maximum potential of energy. And you know the sad thing? There were Christians that voted for this jerk. He said, well, Pastor Ronnie, I, I wouldn't call it. Listen, he may hold the office of a president, but that doesn't make him smart. You say, Pastor Ronnie, you're just getting political all the time. You're just political. Am I? If God is influencing then we get a God outcome. And he influences with the truth. Many of our people that have come to the church, I'm talking about Christians, are so used to somebody making them feel good about their miserable condition. 
I am tired of hearing people say it's going to be all right when God hadn't influenced it. It ain't going to be all right if God's not influencing it. Turn to your neighbor and say, God has answered my prayer. We're going to talk more about the grace of God, not on this level all the time. But the grace of God has to do with influence, God's influence. And let me just say this last thing. Somebody's going to influence you. Yes. Don't think that you came up with this genius idea that you, everything you have is original. Somebody influenced you. It was either the snake in the garden or it was the visit of God with his, with his wind of his spirit fellowshipping you. But somebody's going to influence you. It's either God and his word or it's the deception of the devil. You've got to decide. I can't decide that for you. I've decided it for me. Glory to God. You that are viewing by live stream, I'm talking to you as well. Don't you push that off and say, man, I'm glad I wasn't there. <laughs> I'm talking to you as well. It's time for us to be Christians yes, amen. that are influenced by the life of Christ and the Word, the written Word of God. We must choose. We can't have the benefits without the practice. Jesus, his way of thinking, feeling, and deciding is the way. Which is the way we are to live. Glory be to God. Now, Father, you are merciful. You're gracious. And Lord, we are only in the kingdom of God by your influence. You reached out to us first. You drew us by your Spirit, and you're drawing this generation by your Spirit. You're drawing this generation, and you're saying, Come unto me, all you that are weak and heavy laden. And I'll give you rest. Rest from what? Rest from the deceit of the devil. Rest from his influence on your life. Glory be to God. Father, I thank you that you're drawing by your Spirit. If there's anyone that doesn't know you, Lord, I thank you that they will surrender. Give every aspect of their life to you. That they be not deceived that living after the flesh is living by the influence of the devil. Father, I thank you right now that your spirit is moving across this land and in this generation. And a spirit of deception is being broken. That the knowledge of the truth is being offered in the name of Jesus. Devil, in the name of the Lord Jesus, we declare you can't have the United States.
we declare you can't have this election. We declare you can't have our families. You can't have, you can't have our finances. You can't have our health. Devil, you can't have our minds. For we're influenced by the life of Christ and His written Word that changes the way we feel, changes the way we think, and changes the way we make decisions. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Lord, someone's hearing me. I know they are. They're hearing me today. They may be here in this auditorium. They could be through live stream. But Father, they're hearing me today and their life, they're tired of their life being a wreck. Father, I thank you right now as they are drawn by your Spirit, help them to surrender to you. Crown you Lord of their life. Glory be to God. Lord, we thank you right now. If that's you, all you have to do is believe that Jesus came to set you free and that he took your place on the cross and declare his lordship over your life. Declare it. Jesus is now Lord of my life. I no longer belong to the lies of the devil. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. If that's you, you're here in this auditorium, we in the lobby, you see someone in the lobby, one of our host team, and they're going to give you a new believer's handbook. Gives you eight weeks to follow through, help to establish you. If you're viewing by live stream and you made Jesus the Lord of your life, we want to send that little booklet to you. Email us and we'll send it to you free of charge. Glory to God. Would you stand with me, please? Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Thank you, Father. Father, I thank you. I thank you for these wonderful people. I thank you, Lord, that they came here today being drawn by your Spirit. And Lord, we thank you for your grace. You influence us sometimes and sometimes uh, you influence us sometimes to be corrected as well as comforted. We'll receive and embrace that correction just like it was comfort, because it is. Father, I thank you right now as we leave this place. Your grace surrounds us like a shield, follows us wherever we go. Say this with me out loud. I hear your voice and a voice of another. I will not follow. Father, I thank you that you have given your angels charge over us, our families, our properties, and our goods. You've given us the name of Jesus to invoke, which we do at this very moment. We declare, say this with me, in the name of Jesus, we declare there'll be no tragedy named among us. Father, I thank you that you fill us so full of your love that as we go into our everyday lives, 
every person we come in contact with, that your love would ooze out of us and touch them with the truth of the gospel. We give you praise and thanksgiving for it in Jesus' name. Thank you for joining us today. I'd like to say thank you for all those who give and support this ministry. I pray that you've been blessed and challenged by the podcast today. For more information on how to give, you can visit omegachurch.com forward slash give. Thank you for believing in our mission.